0: Evolve into Power is a podcast on a mission to highlight Central Florida's community and business leaders in the hopes of sharing the lessons they've learned with you all to help you evolve into power. In today's episode, Max and Dr. Alicia Clarcius were joined by Raquel Asa, the Chief Marketing Officer at Beep Inc., a company specializing in supplying autonomous mobility solutions in planned communities and low speed environments. Following her graduation from Binghamton University and Syracuse, she spent most of her career working as a news anchor and reporter for several local news stations. She stepped into her most recent role with Beep in March of 2020, and is on the cutting edge of autonomous technology and transportation. Here's her story. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Raquel, welcome to the show. Sonia, thank you for having me. It's a true honor to be here. Yes, and Raquel is the CMO of Beep. She is also a former anchor, for WFTV and WRDQ and Fox 40 WICZ TV. So Raquel, welcome to the show. Like I said, we love individuals of your nature and your stature to come onto the show. We just wanna hear more about you and how you got started with um, those companies
1: sure not a problem thank you for having me here first and foremost i think what you both you are are doing is a fantastic thing to do uh especially to really give that spotlight to people who are part of the community and they know the work that we're doing but they don't know necessarily the individual behind it so i think to be able to put a face to the actual work is is a tremendous feat on your end to be able to do that so thank you for this opportunity uh and i commend you on on this effort and how you just continue it across the board with multiple people from all walks of life yes Uh, so So, um, my name is Raquel Asa. I am currently the Chief Marketing Officer here at Beep. Um, interestingly enough, I started with Beep and then right two weeks before COVID happened. So wow. um, so when you talk about starting a brand new job in a, a field um, very different from what I was doing prior to joining here, uh, one, I would not suggest it. <laughs> uh, but on the other flip side of that, I would say I would not have it any different.
0: And sure. the reason I
1: say that is because I feel anybody who has started a job during this very tumultuous time for our country for our people, for everybody. Um, if you're going to do something, go all the way. Yes. And if you can do that and you can succeed and you can survive, everything after this will seem easy. And sure. so I enjoy the challenge. I embrace the challenge. And I look forward to every challenge that is is before me with whatever the day holds.
2: That's absolutely amazing that you said that because... Uh... Uh, you know, you have a capacity to handle the challenging times. Tell us a little bit about um, your past, Raquel. When you were seven, eight, where did you grow up? What did you want to be uh, later on in life?
1: That's so funny you say that because um, this, is, this is like, let me break out the tissues. <laughs> I, I would I would sum up my life when I was a kid in one word, and that's tomboy and wow. um yeah a big time tomboy and i always i never understood i always at that time thought it was a handicap it was a like a no no right it was passé like you never did that you were a girl you <laughs> right. play with barbies you made your hair nice you know and you you know you played with dolls and i was the girl that played with the boys I was wow. the, you know, not to, to bring up the the, the the gym reference that may traumatize some people, but I was, I was always the first one picked in dodgeball. At gym wow.
3: Class.
0: You
1: got <laughs> an so
3: arm. you're
0: great, right? Yeah. I was about to say yeah. that. She has a great arm. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: as good now, but uh, <laughs> I, will, I, I will say, you know, growing up, I think because I had that mentality of, I really don't care what people think. It's what drives me today to continue to do to try to be different, to try things that are against the grain. And while they're scary and you just don't know where you're going, the greatest success comes from doing things that you're not familiar with because you grow. And so I I truly attribute that to the fact that I was a
0: tomboy because I went against the grain with so many things.
1: Wow, Mm -hmm.
2: that's That's fantastic. fantastic. And
0: tell us, did you always want to pursue a career in marketing or either be on TV? How did that, how did you get into that field?
1: Uh, so funny enough, you know, beyond my tomboy stage as I went to school and and everything, um, I grew up to be a tomboy. I actually picked my high school um, based on the fact that they had a, a tremendous and amazing basketball team. When I, I went to high too, school, in yeah. basketball. <laughs> but from, from, from how it turned out, the funny part is, is that I never went for basketball. Dropped sports altogether and I went into speech and debate. And yeah, so I did a lot of speech and debate. Um, I actually wanted to be a lawyer my whole life. (laughs) uh,
2: uh, That's (laughs) That's exactly what I was doing.
1: I wanted to be a lawyer my whole life. Realized as I was getting through the courses, I was about to take the LSAT. They said, You need to take the LSAT if you want to go to law school. And I said, You know, I don't think I really want to go to law school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that was the pivot for me in my life was, okay, if I don't wanna do this and I know I like this, it was meeting people, talking, debating, mm-hmm. public speaking. I thought about, I love to write, I love to do this. I took all the things that I knew that i loved love to do and I thought, where can I do this for a living? And that's how I came into journalism and, and getting into into news and working for TV stations. And I had no experience in, in news at all when I was in college, when I realized that that was a deficit for me. So again, going against the grain, right. I called the TV station in my old, in my, my college market. I said, hey, are you guys looking for interns? And I'm like, yeah, well, we're kind of looking for X, Y, and Z. I said, I'll take it.
0: And yeah. I just
1: learned on the job. I That's just beautiful. learned and learned and learned. And I became an asset ended up you mentioned fox 40 that was the first mm-hmm. tv job i ever had
3: wow and
1: yeah and it just as they say Flourish from it there. was history from there yeah <laughs>
3: and uh,
2: raquel you, <laughs> you mentioned you a word that's extremely, extremely important, important that a lot of people, people don't, don't have, have the, ability, the ability, ability to do and that's pivot mm-hmm. oh, where, did where did you learn that concept, concept? hey i'm, I'm going to this right, right. I I thought thought this was was right. right. Maybe family wanted me me to go down this right because we we hear hear that that story all the time. time. My My mom and my My dad dad said I need to do this, but I'm not happy and I need need to to pivot. Talk to 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 the individual right now that needs to pivot even right now in COVID, but they don't truly see it.
1: I think if there's any time to pivot is now. The hardest, I've actually had two pivots in my life. It was that moment. When I decided I don't want to go to law school, let me go into TV, let me become a journalist, let me tell people stories, let me write them. And then the most recent pivot was this one into this Mm -hmm. particular role. And so for me, the advice I would give to anybody looking to pivot now, one, there's no more opportune time to pivot because you've either been forced into the situation now where you need to pivot Right. I say to those people who have been doing a job that they probably have hated their whole life. They were doing 15 years doing something. And let's say they were laid off. For me, I look at that as, you know, maybe someone is telling me now was the time for me to change. Right. And then you go back and you do that self-assessment of what was it that I was doing in my current job that I hated so much? or that drove me nuts, right? That I wanted <laughs> to change but I just couldn't because I was right. in that job for 15 years because you know, you you know, we're, we're roughly the same age. You you our parents grew up in legacy jobs. You get in, exactly. you stay. Mm-hmm. You have a pension, pension you work right. through, you meet that <laughs> pension, right? And then you retire. retire. You know? That's right. right. That's long gone, you know, mm-hmm. the mentality of you get in the job and you're going to stay there forever. We're never going back to that. That's right. So, you, right. And so, you know, that's actually led to the two pivots in my life. And so, to the person who's, do I need a pivot now? Yes. If you don't want to go back to what you left, now is the time to do it and think about what you want to do and what you would love to do and set the path to do it. The hardest step to take is always the first. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the second, but then that's it. Right. You're
0: just at that point, you're just on the wheel, and the wheel's just going to keep it's on going. Mm-hmm. And once you get that wheel going, it, it's usually nonstop. Right. Snowball. Right. It's effect, like a nine, call it. yeah. It's a snow, <laughs> exactly.
1: It's a snowball effect, and before you know it, the wheel is propelling you, and that's you're right. just trying to stay on at that point. Right. Exactly.
3: <laughs> Don't fall off. Exactly. <laughs>
0: right. So All
1: right. That, right, that, right that would be my advice.
3: So
0: what what inspires you? What, what gets you up in the morning? What keeps you going throughout the day? What's, uh, what do you like most about uh, being the CMO at B? Kind of explain that a little bit to our viewers. Um, the challenge. Uh, for
1: me, it's the challenge that drives me. It's the, how can I do this different? Yes, there are things and ways to do things that have been proven, and those are baselines, in my opinion. Um, sure. how you take that baseline and build upon it is what's going to differentiate you from everybody else. And wow. so for me it's the challenge of finding out how I can differentiate what I do from standard practices and procedures is what I think I enjoy the most. And
2: Raquel, the most of the population are about comfort. You mentioned pivot. You're mentioning another word that's challenge. Uh, another way Before we can, can say, say that, that is embracing, embracing the discomfort. discomfort. Talk, Talk to, to a, a person, person about, about, right now, they're so comfortable. Things, you know, oh, they're, they're, they're getting a check. Nothing, nothing is bad. bad. It's pretty good. But there's no, no challenge. challenge. There's nothing that's driving them to take them to, take them to their, their higher, higher heights. Height.
1: Mm-hmm. What would I say to them? Absolutely. Um, so, so first and foremost, you know, I I say there there are... There are two types of people. Um, some people, that's just who they are. They feel comfort. That's comfortable to them. And I would put a big old asterisk to say, to say, there is nothing wrong with that sure. at all. Some people need that steadiness in their life, that stability, because maybe it was something in their past. It was so tumultuous. They have that stability now, so they grasp onto it. Sure. Um, for me, I you know I I also it's it's funny to hear me say you know I pivot I change I challenge I, you know I'm driven by it, um, I you know you get to a point where you do things so long that you're no longer challenged and you're just a you know a, you know mm-hmm. a, a stamper mm-hmm. right wow. and so I would say to those people who have that comfort now and and are comfortable in jobs that they're in right I'm not saying to anybody change your job if you're not happy but in a way challenge yourself in the current job that you're in so that you are challenged right. find a way to make yourself different so you are challenged you know i'm not saying change your job entirely but maybe find a different way to do your job so that you yourself create that growth within you and yeah. you're not relying on somebody else to give you that growth
2: that's, that's beautiful, beautiful. Okay. self-giving uh,
0: yes yes absolutely Exactly. Since we're touching on challenges, kind of tell us some of the challenges that you faced throughout your career or how you um, evolved and, you know, you're into Beep right now. What challenges did you face leading up to that?
1: Um, So there there are two things for me. One, I'm a woman. Two, I'm Mm -hmm. Asian. (laughs) I'm a minority, right? And so I'm already fighting two different stereotypes um, right off the bat before I even open my mouth. That's right. Um, and so right. And so those are, and then and, and some of the again, I look at challenge. Not many people have this mindset of that a challenge is an opportunity to conquer. And you know, I I if it seems like I feel so comfortable about it, is because this is only a realization that I have come with myself just in the last year that I've been here in a new role and something entirely different. Is that when you embrace the challenge and it becomes a thing that you work to conquer then it's you do that that's where the drive you know right keeps going i think people need to realize that there's opportunity in change and so that's that for me is another first step in in a lot
2: that's that's fantastic you know and
0: i love how you hit on that because a lot of people they're stuck in that state of you know i'm i'm black you know i'm asian Um, I'm Hispanic, you know, I I can't do X, Y, Z, or they won't give me the position because of this. So they just get stuck. And um, what they call it, the cog in the wheel, the nine to five job, and they don't want to leave because of these factors. So I'm glad you touched um, upon that. And
1: I will say in that regard, what I would say to those people is I'm stuck where I am. You're stuck because perhaps you choose to be stuck, right? Mm -hmm. I've always taken every... It's it's funny. I've always been hired for roles, but how I left companies is not the role that I was hired for. Yeah, um, because <laughs> yeah, I <definitely>. yeah I've <laughs> always adapted my role and changed my role because I sought to make it different. So I didn't become a cog. Yes, I became a cog in the in the sense that I filled a, a role and an opportunity and a necessity within a company. But I also created cogs, and I think when you create those cogs, you become a little bit more—I don't want to say irreplaceable—but your skill set then grows as well.
2: I think Napoleon says that success is just attaining a worthy ideal. So if if a person is their job, their their goal—I mean, excuse me—is to operate a gas station, and that's what they're doing, that's fantastic. But if their goal is to operate a gas station and they're working at Walmart, then they're kind of stuck. Raquel, let let me ask you, what would you wish wish you would have known, Uh, say you're you're talking talking to your 18, 19-year-old self, (laughs) what (laughs) advice would you you be giving to yourself yourself right now?
1: It's funny you say that, (laughs) 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 because it's, um, again, it's it's funny to hear, just kind of look at all this stuff in retrospect, because these are all little things that I've kind of developed day by day, but Mm -hmm. when you look at it and talk about it on a cumulative front, it's like, oh, that's actually really good. <laughs> and, and so I, I say that because, well, I'm like about to word vomit as if I haven't already, but you know it may seem like a very big task to take on, but when you break it down in small chunks day by day and you embrace them truly day by day, they become part of you rather than part of something to do. Right. So with that on that note, the advice I would give to my 18 year old self and in fact, it's advice that I give to a lot of people when they come and they ask me about X, Y, and Z is don't be bogged down and let others dictate how you should feel about yourself.
2: Yes. <clears throat> Say that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's because you want me to cry. <laughs> 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 I know how this works, man. I <laughs> <it? laughs> Oh, um, you know no it, it's true it's it's don't let others dictate your self-value in other words wow I think too often we get caught up in what other people think about us about how we should do things that right, we right. forget that we're the ones doing it that's right mm-hmm. right that's right so that's, that's what great I mean. advice <laughs> and
2: advice. I, actually I was talking to one of my mentors this morning and that's the same thing we were discussing. Like, like I'm at a point in my, my life, life now. I live for me. me. I want to service everyone well. else, but I don't right. need their validation anymore.
1: No, no. You know, the, the phrase I use every day is when I pack up my computer, I put everything in my my backpack and my purse, I walk out of the office with me.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's right. Not anybody else. <laughs> that's right. Me. Yeah, I tell my mentors as well,
0: we were born by ourselves. I mean, unless you came mm-hmm. in as a twin, you still was in a separate set. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is very you, true. right. So you just have to grind and really, really work on yourself. Life is about working on yourself, developing your mindsets and, wow. and just growth. So with that, let's segue into listing three people that were most influential to you in your career
1: uh so i kind of touched on a little bit before my speech and debate coach i'll never forget her name terry agliardo she was the one that really got me to discover my comfort you know in expressing myself um of course my mom for a very very obvious reason (laughs) um and my husband (laughs) beautiful
2: beautiful yeah Yeah. if if, if why are you you doing If if, if these three people are listening to the show, and I hope that they are, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving us this Raquel that we have on the show with us today. Yes,
0: and we appreciate you being so vulnerable with us as well. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. that's true connection. You know, I think
1: yes, yeah. I think you know, for me, it's I'm a true wear your heart on your sleeve. With me, what you see is
0: what you get. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, that was actually going to be my next question. What's something that people seem to misunderstand about you? So maybe it's the hard on the sleeve thing. It's that, yeah, <laughs> it's that, is that they
1: see this? You know, they have two perceptions about me because of how you know who I am as a person. You know, based on where I came and what I did, is that everybody has preconceived notions based on the research they've done about you. Much like you probably did, you know, <laughs> before you met me. And so, um, it's I think what I also enjoy the most is breaking down that
0: stereotype to prove them wrong. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah Yeah, that's right So let's shift a little bit let's shift gears and kind of talk about your position right now your um cmo position which is chief marketing officer tell us what you like most about that and um exactly what you do with geek sure
1: so i think that actually starts with um why i decided to leave um news because i get that question a lot is Why did you leave something that you Mm -hmm. love to do so much for 15 years? I was a journalist for 15 years across three different TV stations, three different markets and and whole nine yards. So the biggest question I get is, why did I leave? And and it kind of goes back to why I love it so much. And for so long, I told stories about people who did amazing things. I wanted to be part of something people told stories about. Oh,
3: I love, and that. So, I love that. love yeah, that. Yeah, I do. So for I love me, that. I
1: was like, yeah, on the nail. <laughs> right? I wanted to be part of that process because the story is not just the end goal. The story is the process. And so often when you're given 2 minutes, 3 minutes, a minute and a half, 90 seconds, whatever it is, you don't have a true appreci- appreciation for the process. And All I right. think for me, That's what I wanted. I was yearning the process because the, what is it that they say is that the, it's not the get, it's the chase. And so for me, I wanted that chase. So That's
2: beautiful. Okay, let me ask you this. What What do you you think, think, I mean, mean, your your biggest biggest failure failure has been and, and how has that failure served you today?
1: My biggest failure?
2: whether that's personal or whether that's a uh, business uh, what how has failure helped you propel
3: you forward
1: um i will say i don't know if there's i can't think of anything off the top of my head that i'm like yeah that that was a defining factor for me in failure i will say that not that i'm constantly failing um but that failure to me means you're trying right Mm -hmm. um but it's the other side of that is how you handle that failure to then grow from that experience is quite frankly 80 percent of your growth absolutely because shame on you for doing it once Right?
3: What is it? <laughs> you know how they
1: say the sandwich the new ones, but now it's on me for doing it the second time.
3: Exactly so for right. me,
1: when, yeah, whenever I do fail or make a mistake, I grow from that mistake so it Absolutely. doesn't happen again. And,
2: and that's, that's one, one of the things, things because, because people, people I, I, I mentor some people and you're they're afraid, afraid of failure. failure. Mm. I say fail because, because you got to do something poorly until you get better at it. When you, you started at about. the news station, you didn't you know the ins and outs of it. But you grew. You kept that, and that's the reason why we're here today.
0: And another quote yeah, and with that is Les Brown. You know, when life knocks you down, try to land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. You can get right. up, right? Right.
1: And at least you're looking at the sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. That already brightens this your day.
1: Is yeah, this is true.
2: That's beautiful. Now, yeah. let, let me ask you, you: How would your parents now? describe you if, if, if your mom and your dad is describing you to us how would they describe you
1: This one word is proud beautiful good proud beautiful. for sure because um you know because i'm filipino <laughs> and i'm i'm asian you're really destined for i say this joke all the time especially if you're filipino you're really destined for one of two things maybe three it's either a doctor a nurse or a lawyer
3: <laughs> Honestly,
1: I, mean, I say this all the time. I obviously failed. I mean, maybe this is my biggest failure. I failed miserably at doing that, but because I failed at doing that, I discovered who I truly was meant to be. And so maybe who I am today may morph into something completely different. But the other part of that is too is I would say, be present in order to embrace the failure and the growth that comes from failure. I think right? if you, yeah, if you don't, if you're not present in that, then what's the point, right? Yes. And if you don't truly embrace that failure and really take a, what is it, Monday morning quarterback, look at why <laughs> did I fail, right? Why did I fail? And what can I do to make sure I don't fail? That's the only way that you're going to grow. That's,
2: That's right. right.
3: Hey, don't so, uh, someone's,
2: someone's looking to pursue, pursue a career a like, like yours. yours. What advice would you
1: give to someone like that? Um, it's actually the advice that I, you know, one question I get is, Raquel, how did you come up with that? And it's it's an old adage of just put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And you're probably wondering what I mean by that. So I've always had the adage, whether I was a journalist or I'm here um, as chief marketing officer here at Beat, you always hear put the client first. Put the customer first. What exactly does that mean? Mm-hmm. Put the viewer first. You have to truly put yourself in their shoes to understand their needs and wants and what they're, they want to know and what they need in order to truly effectively market or in order to truly um, tell them what they need to know. And then you need to relate because if you can't relate, then what's the point? How do I see value in what you're telling me if I can't relate to what you're telling me? Whether that's a journalist or whether that's someone who's selling a product or that's someone who's marketing a product. If I can't relate, we, by humans, by nature, relate when attached to something and are intrigued with something when we can relate. So if I can't do that in my capacity as a journalist or my capacity as chief marketing officer at Beep or wherever I am, then you're failing because you have truly lost sight of why you got into what you're doing in the first
0: place. Wow. I like that. And I'm going to go back to what you just said about the Filipinos Um, (laughs) (laughs) being doctors, lawyers, and nurses, which is is true. Uh, You know, when I worked in the hospital, there was a lot of Philippines, um, Filipinos that were actually nurses, Mm -hmm. you know, on the floor. So, My mom and dad were them. I mean, yeah. I
1: have no problem. No In fact, I love all the healthcare workers of the world. I just, for me, I was not cut out for that. That was not what I was destined to you be. You broke for.
0: barriers, you know, with, yeah. with that stereotype mm-hmm. is what I wanted to get to. So, I mean, that's,
1: yeah. that's awesome.
0: It's commendable.
1: Yeah, it was, I'm not going to lie. It was, again, it was one of those, am I ready to do this? Mm-hmm. Can I do this? Because all I've known up until that point was, what your mom did and what your dad did, exactly, right? And maybe what your aunts and uncles did. And so you try to put yourself again in their shoes and say, can I be like them? And for me, the answer was, "No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <not> uh, <laughs> right.
0: And that goes back to so, your yeah, parents oftentimes mold us and and tell us, you know, hey, you're going to be this. Or like you said, you see them do that. So you're going to follow down their footsteps, but you're not satisfied. I believe my exactly. husband, he was destined, you know, according to his parents to be a pastor. actually i actually i (laughs) went to
2: i I went went to seminary seminary school school to find out no this this is is not not it it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes you have to do it to realize that's not what you want to do right
2: Right. what is one one common common myth uh most people don't understand about about your your profession profession as as a marketing marketing officer or or as a a tv person person.
1: what's one common i missed the first part what's
2: What's the one common myth that's oh, a- one
1: common uh-huh. myth. Uh, I think I broke that stereotype just by mere sobbing. <laughs> it is that we don't it is that we don't have a heart and that we don't care. Um, I think you have to care in order to really truly understand. And I'm not saying that there are some people who don't. I just think some have the misconception that journalists or people who are in corporate positions don't care.
2: And, and, and one, one of the themes that we, that we see on our show, is, everyone that's been you know, on our show, are extremely passionate people. Mm-hmm. They love what they're doing. They can wake up and almost do it, do it for, for free. free. No, no one, one wants to do it for free, of course. course. Right. But, <laughs> but, but but the, the fact, fact that that, that, love that love is there is that driving machine pushing them, pushing them forward. And we get the same sentiment from you as well. Just how open you are. How you I lead with lead your heart, heart. I, I think, think that's, that's why, why, uh, why you're doing, doing some, so, such, such amazing things. things.
1: I appreciate that a lot. Thank you very much. It's it's always reassuring to hear people say that, which you just truly met. I mean, we've been talking for what thirty minutes now, and <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's always reassuring as a person to hear that that is evident just in meeting you and talking to you for thirty minutes. So it just reinforces I, what you hope to be as a person. And I think.
2: Connecting, Connecting with, with the right, right people is like, like listening to a good, good piece of music. Mm-hmm. Wherever mm-hmm. the music is is created, if it penetrates your spirit, it just does. And that's what this conversation has been for me.
1: Oh, thank you. That true <laughs> means a lot. <laughs> you know, it's it's always it's always great when you can start and have a conversation with people. Yeah, you know, I look at like my best friend since seventh grade. Now, I may not talk to her for months on end, weeks on end. But you could always pick up a conversation as if you just spoke yesterday. Mm-hmm. And sometimes exactly. you could always tell you have a good connection with people, that's even right. though you just met, because that's some right. were probably our particles met in the atmosphere. That's exactly <laughs>
2: right. right. That's exactly right. A long, long time ago, that's, that's, that's exactly right. right. So. Raquel, what's, what's one question, question that, that we should have asked you, asked you, but we didn't know you well enough, enough to ask that, that question? question?
1: Sure. Um, I have kids. I have two kids. Uh, I have a son and a daughter. Uh, my daughter is six, so my son is turning five in on the thirteenth. So I'm terrible wow. at math, even though I'm Asian. Uh, <laughs> I'm Another <regular> myth. <laughs> <it. laughs> I am terrible at math, um, and I and I, I you know as with
0: every parent will say you know they they changed my life.
2: Wow, that's, that's beautiful. beautiful.
0: So, for sure, it's beautiful. So I want to shift gears a little bit. Tell us about your position at Beep. What, what does Beep do for the individual? So say if, you know, sure. someone calls you up today saying, you know, I need some marketing advice or I need help with marketing. How would sure. you start that person off with um, the journey? Sure. So I
1: would, uh, I always, you know, one of the, the, the joys that I have in my job, and some people may, again, see this as a negative. I see it as a challenge, an opportunity. It's You know, people will think, well, what is Beep? And they don't know what we do. I see that as an opportunity to, in your case, you know, evangelize who we are as a (laughs) company and what we do. For me, that's a lost opportunity if I let it just go. So so Beep, we're um, a company that is based here in Lake Nona. We started... Uh, They started about a year or so before I came on board a year ago. And we uh, operate, maintain, and develop technology for autonomous shuttles, self-driving shuttles. And so, yeah, so we're a technology company. And so my role here at Beep is to make people, in fact, I would invite anybody or you to come over here to Lake Nona to come and ride it, spend a day in Lake Nona. We're happy to. So give me a call. I'd love to, to connect with you after this. Um, so we we make sure that the autonomous shuttles, which like fit about eight people or so, they connect people to the community where they live, to the town center over here, we have uh, shops and restaurants. So we provide a different mode of transportation so you don't need your car. And so you can essentially get on the shuttle from the residential community and bring it here. And while we don't make the shuttles, what we do is make sure that we operate them, manage them, and oversee them and develop the technology to make sure they operate safely because as you know with tesla or any mm-hmm. other waymo people have a yeah. hesitance toward and us quite frankly too toward autonomous technology because that's that sense of letting go exactly. as i'm not in control and you know one aspect for us as a company is that we humanize that process because a human always touches every part of our process that's I think I once you understand the fact that, oh, a human told this vehicle where to go. Oh, a human is in the vehicle making sure it's operating safely. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a human actually watching this with a camera. Once you realize that the human element is still there, just not in the capacity that you've always you know experienced uh, it behind mm-hmm. a wheel, you realize, you know what? Maybe my fear isn't as qualified as I thought it was. Sure. And we always find that that's the case with a lot of people is, you know this is not what I thought it was
0: mm-hmm. in a and very us, positive way. Tell us the average price of, of getting on one of these shuttles.
1: So the best part is it's free. Uh, this is, uh, you know, we go into communities. Um, we work with transit agencies and they develop programs with us, pilot programs, or they launch services for their community. And it's part of the aspect of their community because you're probably wondering, well, why would they offer something like that for free? there's also a benefit for them if you really think about it. It, Let's take a new community under the development. If you can effectively connect a multi-passenger bus from Mm -hmm. the residential community to the town center, and you know that that garage is constantly packed, you don't wanna fight for parking, we've taken more cars off the road because more, you get the eight people into a bus, right? And so the Mm -hmm. return on investment and the investment for the person providing the service for the community, there's value in that for them because they see that they don't have to maybe build the roads as wide. They don't have to provide as many parking structures as needed. And so there's really a benefit for two, the people who do the service and the people who use the service.
2: Wow. So Raquel, where Where can people people connect connect with you, you? Uh, the The listeners listeners that are are hearing, that are tuned in? Where Where can they connect
1: with you? You know, I will say, if you ask me that question when I was first a journalist, I would say, um, take down my landline. (laughs) 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 Um, You can literally find me anywhere. I am on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. You can go to gobeep.com. Send me an email. um, Raquel.asa with a -A C-R-A-C-Q-U-E-L dot A-S-A at go-beep.com. Uh, I'm very open to any type of conversation, and I hope this conversation that that, that we've had today can help anybody, one, looking to pivot, and two, um, looking for change in their life and embrace that change.
2: And embrace
3: yeah.
2: the challenge. Also, we'd like to make a prediction on, on the show. show. Um, five back years from back, now, 10 years from, back, now, from back, now, tell us so where you see yourself and tell and us what, what you see yourself doing. doing.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. So 10. Now I got now I can do the math because you can't an easy one. Ten years from now, that's gonna put me at okay, my kids will be. Okay, so I hope. Um gosh, you know what? If you would have asked me this question, it's funny. You would have asked me this question a year ago, I would have been able to tell you. Um, because I would have still been in my old role. Sure. Um being that I'm in a new industry enroll now. Um the question is I don't know.
2: Which is beautiful. But, it's a yeah. blank canvas. Is, and yeah. we can and,
1: right. And and you know, if I would have said that to myself again a year ago, I would have panicked.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I,
1: I need that contract. I need to stay for X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. because I know for myself, I've developed myself every single day that I know I can Take what I've learned and take it somewhere else. That's um, right. As, exactly. as with my job here, of course, I hope that I'm here. Of course. Um, but you never know what opportunity knocks. And like this opportunity, it really came out of nowhere. And I feel like when opportunities like that come out of nowhere, you have to, one, entertain. Two, really weigh whether it's something for you. And three, mm-hmm. answer the call because someone put it at your door.
2: Big <laughs> 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 dog, I love right. it. Any, Any last thing, thing on your heart, Rochelle, that you'd like to leave with list, a listener?
1: I would just say um, be comfortable in your own skin. It's taken me a really long time to embrace that. Um, sounds so stupid, but be happy with yourself at the end of the day because the only person that should dictate how you feel about yourself is yourself. mm mm-hmm um family included too but you know take it as you go um, <laughs> and um grow from your mistakes most definitely grow from your mistakes because if you're not growing from your mistakes you're letting your mistakes dictate you, you. and
3: wow.
1: so, i love that yeah.
3: well
2: and
1: thank you define so you which you never want to be defined by your mistakes
2: that's, that's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> okay well, thank, thank you so much for taking, for taking the time to be with here with us today. We certainly value you. We value your thoughts and value your input and feedback. Thank you so much for sharing with us.
1: Not a problem. Thank you for the opportunity. And I hope that this, you know, this, I I always wonder, and I always hope that, you know, conversations like this hit a person or put in front of a person the time that they need it. And so whether that's now or another time. Definitely.
2: Definitely. we'll 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 check back back with you you. we'll We'll have have you back (laughs) on later on just Just to make make sure sure that we keep the the connection connection.
1: sure five to ten years and then I'll give you the definitely
0: (laughs) well hopefully sooner than that sooner than later (laughs) we'll see you soon soon. thank Thank you you so so much. much thanks a lot hey podcast fans thank you for listening to today's episode of Evolving to Power if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to get updates for future episodes we'll see you next time